Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This this, this, this is views is from Midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, yet another edition of the Views from Midstream podcast comes your way right now. Your home for Carolina Panther football talk across the internebs around the world. Welcome in. My name is Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show in Greenville, South Carolina, right here in the heart of Panthers country. And joining me, as always, my co-host, my commander-in-chief, my partner in crime, the great one Lonzo Reitzel here as well. And you know, Lonzo, I just wish we had something to talk about. I just wish there was some topics to get to on the pod today. Yeah, nothing going on. Business as usual. Uh, things going as they do week after week. Nothing going on at all. Nothing. It's just been a snoozer. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new interim head coach. His name is Steve Wilkes. And we're working on a new defensive coordinator because Phil Snow is out as well. And, of course, they fired Phil Snow like minutes after we got done recording the Monday edition of the pod. So we bring you the Wednesday edition of the pod with some new nose and notes, including the fact that Phil Snow is out, the defensive coordinator who, for all we can tell, has been a package deal with Matt Rule, has been attached to the hip with Matt Rule. We heard the anecdotes going around a couple of months ago, and again, take them not with a grain of salt, but with the full shaker, that Phil Snow was so attached to the hip to Matt Rule that at least on one occasion, again, an anecdotal report of which there is no hard evidence, but, you know, it's worth talking about, that at least at one occasion, David Tepper called Matt Rule into his office to discuss team business. Phil Snow came with him, and Tepper had to dismiss Phil Snow in order to have a one-on-one conversation with Matt Rule. In fact, I was looking at the Panthers Reddit earlier. Take it also. I was looking earlier at the Panthers Reddit, and there are some Panther conspiracy theorists that believe that Phil Snow was actually calling the shots. He was the, the, the master of puppets, and Matt Rule was no more than a useful idiot for Phil Snow. I don't know that I believe that. I don't really think that that's the case. I would think if Phil Snow was that good at manipulating people, Phil Snow would have been in a better situation than Carolina, at least the way it was under Matt Rule. Either way, Phil Snow is out. 
I, I am currently working under the assumption that Steve Wilkes is going to serve as a de facto defensive coordinator. Will kind of be in charge of his own defense, considering that's the side of the ball that he comes from. But when it comes down to it, Phil Snow was was hand in hand with Matt Rule. Matt Rule was gone. David Tepper told us in his press conference, Lonzo, you watched the whole presser, uh, that who stays and who goes was up to uh, was up to 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 the new defensive to the new head coach, the new interim head coach Steve Wilkes. And if that is the case, and if Steve Wilkes and Phil Snow butted heads as we know that they did because we saw it happen at practice at least once. It's not really that big of a shock that Snow followed Rule out the door. No, it's not. And uh, you know, as a general rule, head coaches, whoever they are, they've got they've got their own guys. They've got guys who travel with them everywhere they go. Uh, if they've been a head coach for a while, whether it's college or NFL or both, they bring their guys in because you know. You got guys that you trust. You you work well together, so you bring them around. I just the the thing about him possibly bringing snow to him with a meeting that he wasn't called to. That's that's just kind of weird. Um, that that just makes it sound like you can't speak for yourself. And uh, it, a lot of people would say, "See, that's probably what I thought uh, about Matt Rule. That he's that kind of guy." The other thing is. Is this just the tip of the iceberg as far as the firing of assistant coaches goes, or is that it? Uh, is he going to interview the guys that are left? You would guess he would know, you know, what he's got with who's there, and does he have some other people in mind because he's been a head coach in the NFL before, and maybe some of those assistant coaches that he had already built up a repu- uh, a, a uh, relationship with, he can bring them in and get rid of other guys, and if you do. Uh, how long does it take to uh, put an entirely new system in? Especially if you were to do that for the offense. Please do that for the offense. <laughs> uh, as of right now, Ben McAdoo is staying on board as the offensive coordinator, though obviously things are a bit tumultuous right now. So that could change down the line. We will see. But my question mark about that side of the football is a very simple one. Is Steve Wilkes the guy that would be willing to, when he feels the time is right, overrule play calling from Ben McAdoo, right? Like if 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 we get if we continue to stay in that routine of generic play calling, not taking advantage of the talent that we have, having wide receivers run routes that maybe they aren't the right receiver to fit into that slot at that time. Will Steve Wilkes be the guy, A, that's willing to, and B, more importantly, and I think it's a fair question to ask, is Steve Wilkes a guy who knows enough about running an offense that we would trust him in that case, right? Is Wilkes a guy that is a smart enough offensive mind to be able to look at what Ben McAdoo is going and say, you know what, that's not the right play call. That's not the right guy to put in that situation. This isn't the right setup. We're running to the wrong side of the field, et cetera, et cetera. Is he going to be the guy that A, knows enough to say, that ain't it, boss, and then B, call up to Ben McAdoo and go, no, 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 I'm overruling that play call. Call this instead or run this scheme instead. If so, Maybe we got something brewing here. If not, then I expect the defense to get better, but we might find ourselves six weeks down the road in the same spot. So 
I, I get why you expect a defense to get better, but what if it doesn't? What if it gets worse because he just fired a defensive coordinator? Uh, what, what if he starts to change schemes on things that were, that were working, changing it to something that he's more comfortable with, and it doesn't work? Because, yes, the team can get worse. It is possible. It, so, it is definitely possible. But as far as having enough, um, I don't know, guts or, or whatever you want to, how you want to word it to go, hey, no, I want, I want you to run the ball. First thing he did was fire people when, when he became head yeah, coach. I think, I think that shows that, that he's willing to go and, and do what needs to be done. Now, will he recognize what needs to be done being a defensive guy? Looking at the offense and going, okay, here's what we how we need to fix it, or will he go, hey, you're on the offensive side, you take care of it. That's fair. That's very fair. I think that it's uh, I think that it's an interesting spot that Steve Wilkes finds himself in here as a as a defensive guy. We do know that he has been the head coach of a team before. He was three and thirteen. Remember when he was three and thirteen as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, he had very little say in the decision-making process. That is why today Cardinals fans will still tell you he got a raw deal with Arizona in his single year as a head coach at 3-13. and 13. He had Josh Rosen as his starting quarterback. That's not the guy he wanted. That's the guy he was told that he is going to work with. Now, obviously, he finds himself already a little bit behind the eight ball here because – Baker's now in a walking boot. Sam Darnold is likely still at least three weeks out from being ready. The only other guy left is P.J. Walker. And when I say the only other guy left, I mean literally the only other quarterback left on the roster right now is P.J. Walker, which means that's who Steve Wilkes is getting the offense started with on the road at the defending Super Bowl champions is P.J. Walker. So it is going to take, I think, a mighty effort from Steve Wilkes. This week, as far as I'm concerned, this week is not going is not a week I'm going to evaluate based on the product on the field. I don't expect much this weekend. We're an 11 and a half point underdog at LA, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm thinking about taking the Rams. Despite how bad they looked against a very good Cowboys team, I'm thinking about taking the Rams as an 11 and a half point favorite because this week is not evaluation on the field. This week is between now and Sunday. Are there any catastrophes? Do we have any locker room blowups? Do we have any players that start to speak out a turn and create drama? Is the coaching staff, when they roll out on Sunday, are they walking arm in arm or are we going to have some backstage heat that we never hear about? This week, as far as I am concerned, though, is all about seeing Steve Wilkes, the manager, the organizational manager. Can he get this team pointed in the right direction despite the fact that we are a nearly a dozen point dog on the road uh i don't know that he can and how can he do it uh with the limited personnel that he's going to have i don't think this is a true sign of what he is or, or what the panthers could be under him until you at least get uh baker or sam darnold back I mean, without one of those guys, then you're going with your third string quarterback as the starter. And we saw what he could do. We saw what Walker could do last year. He's got some things that he can do well, but for the most part, he's a third stringer for a reason. So you're coming in with third string, possibly still missing some guys on defense, which was your strong point. Uh, so, so what do you do? It's not, I don't. Now, if you come in 
with the third-string quarterback, missing some guys on defense, and you win the game, then I guess you're showing something. So one thing that's interesting about the Phil Snow decision here uh, is, and we mentioned this a minute ago, Steve Wilkes and Phil Snow from all reports did not get along. They, they, they disagreed on the offense. They butted heads over it. Phil Snow, though it is successful, has run a very college football style kind of simplified defense. And I think you can get away with that in Carolina because of how good the talent is, right? When you've got Burns and Grossmatos up front, Brown in the middle, when you've got Frankie Louvu breaking out, when you've got certainly the defensive backs we have, I think we've been able to run a Phil Snow, very simplified college style defense. And what I mean by that is Phil Snow was the type of dude who liked to have an extra defensive back on the field, and he liked to utilize those defensive backs in the run game, right? And that is part of the reason that Jeremy Chin was A, as big of a factor as he was last year, and B, has been missed as much as he's been missed on the IR after just a single week. Jeremy Chin is a freaking wrecking ball who plays safety. He plays safety with the same aggression and the same amount of physicality Uh, as an outside linebacker would. And so in the snow style of defense, you would have a guy like Jeremy Chin playing the safety, but he was also running up and, and engaging himself in the run game as well. Well, that's not the style of defense that Steve Wilkes wanted to run. As the passing game coordinator, Wilkes was looking at it and saying, we just need to get away from a 3-3 with Brown playing a one technique. We need to go traditional defense and just let our guys play an NFL-style defense because we've got the talent. And frankly, if that is the case, I think Wilkes is right. I've been, I'm going to be honest with you, and maybe this is just because Phil Snow's been fired, and so I'm a little sour grapes right now. I think as good as our defense has been, there is a reason, aside from the fact that our defense up until last week has been on the field 40 out of every 60 minutes for the most part. I think a big part of the reason is Phil Snow's defense is is not what we consider an NFL-style defense, but he's got so daggum much talent on the defensive side of the ball that it worked. I think if you took Phil Snow and you put him on a team with an average amount of talent in the NFL, I think his defense would fail miserably. I really do. It's just not a good scheme. I think he was blessed with having, as we know we do, an immense amount of talent on the defensive side of the football. Wilkes is a defensive guy, and he's got better schemes, and he knows how to utilize his talent better. Watch one thing I think you're going to see him probably starting this week. You're not going to see Brown lining up as a one technique. You're going to see him alternating side to side in the shade, in the three. You're going to see him working a more traditional pass rush style interior defensive lineman because that's what he is. And Wilkes know that. I'm going to go ahead and make the prediction now, Lonzo. We are hovering like 12 to 16 in a lot of defensive metrics right now. I'm going to bet you in three weeks, we're all going to be going, how did this defense get better? And the answer is, Somebody with a scheme that takes advantage of the talent that we have as opposed to relies on it. All right, so I I really hope that you're absolutely right about that. The only problem that, that's going to come into play, the major problem, is the injuries that are on defense right now. If, if it's the full defense, you might be right, but it's probably not going to be. So we'll see. Again, I hope your projection is correct. 